Well, hello there, and once again, we welcome you to Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. And we are starting out today with Alice Calder joining us from the U.K., she is a Young Voices contributor, and Alice, I understand you have a lot of uh, experience in, uh, in writing on issues of trade, future of work, intersection of economics and culture. Tell us uh, what else you would want our listeners to know about you, uh, who you are, and, and what you do. Hi, well, thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm Alice. I'm from the UK originally, but I lived in the US for a few years. I did my master's in economics at George Mason, and I'm now doing my PhD in economics, actually at the University of New South Wales in Australia, but due to pandemic regulations still in the UK. Um, But yeah, I write a lot on issues of trade, intersection of economics and culture, and I'm just really passionate about translating economics into the real world and helping people understand what's going on. I'm looking at an article of yours in the Washington Times, and and I have to say, Alice, uh, because I, I I don't drink, I was not aware of uh, there's there's a bit of a tariff war going on um, with uh, with distilled spirits, and particularly whiskey. American made whiskey is paying the price. Help us understand where did these tariffs come from? Why were they imposed? And and why is whiskey the one that why is that the industry that that seems to be paying a high price for those tariffs? Yeah, so all of this has its roots in this kind of retaliatory trade war between the US and the EU. Um, It started mainly back in 2018 over a row over airline subsidies. So the EU was subsidizing Airbus, um, and then the US kind of also had its own issues with Boeing. But then there are also the US's steel and aluminium tariffs playing a part here. And this resulted in both... Uh, well, the EU as a bloc and the US as a nation, imposing tariffs on a lot of these kind of specialist products that really hit at the kind of heritage of each country. So the the US put tariffs on things like French wine and cheese, uh, Italian hams, German spirits, and the EU put tariffs on Harley-Davidson's and American whiskey. And at the beginning of March, a lot of these were removed, um, or well, suspended for four months in order to sort things out. But the tariffs on American whiskey maintained. And so we have tariffs on bourbon, rye whiskey, and Tennessee whiskey, and they are still at 25%. Now, I have to ask this. Why whiskey and and not other spirits like rum, vodka, and brandy, because those, those were the ones who saw their their uh, tariffs lifted back in March. How come they, they received a little more breathing room, but whiskey didn't? Yeah, so like you said, those ones were removed at the beginning of March, but I think it's because American whiskey is by far America's biggest export category for spirits. Um, these whiskeys make up over 50% of the uh, spirit exports for the US. So this is the one that really matters. Um, also, the EU is the US's largest import market or export market for these spirits. Um, and similarly, the UK, who also maintain their tariffs, they are the fourth largest market for the spirits. So it's something that is really important and really matters. And so it is a big incentive at play. Now, you mentioned in your article that it's, I mean, it's bad enough that the tariff remains, 
uh, while others uh, have the tariff lifted. But it sounds like the tariff may actually be going up again here within the next couple of months. Yeah, so as these other tariffs are suspended for four months, at the end of this four months, as well as these potentially coming back, tariffs on American whiskey may increase from 25% to 50% if all these trade issues that are going on aren't sorted out um, by the new administration. Can I ask, what is the goal of these tariffs? I mean, it's obviously to apply pressure, but to what end? What What is the result that those uh, putting these tariffs in place hope to accomplish? So the tariffs at the moment are really linked to the U.S.'s tariffs on steel and aluminium. Um, so these are put on um, to protect, well, for reasons of national defense, uh, the U.S. needs to keep its steel and aluminium markets healthy. And so they put tariffs on steel and aluminium coming in. And this is obviously upsetting to the EU. And so these American whiskey tariffs are supposed to punish that and incentivize negotiation to remove tariffs on both sides. Okay. I, I'm trying to understand the um the drive, why officials have to get involved, why, I mean, I, I think trade is a wonderful thing, and I think it brings things to, to all the nations that are trading and exporting and importing goods between themselves. I think it brings things to them they wouldn't otherwise have, but uh, could this be done without quite as much uh, regulatory involvement on the part of the governments? Would that be a good thing? Would that be more of a free market than, than what we're seeing with, with all of this uh, back and forth with the tariffs? Absolutely. Um, Because when you really think about it, the people who are being hurt by these tariffs are, at least on the US side, the Americans who are making these spirits, who are exporting, who have made their livelihoods, have perhaps spent the last 20 years building markets in the EU for these amazing American products. You know, these are really kind of heritage American traditional products that have a huge following outside. And so it's really damaging to these people who have built their livelihoods on it. And so the system would work a lot better should the government um, keep out of it and allow these people to do what they want, allow people to sell what they want and to buy what they want. Now, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, I and I have to admit, I was not paying super close attention back in 2018, but I seem to remember at that time, then-President Trump uh, talked about, for instance, steel tariffs from the standpoint of, look, I'm just trying to protect American jobs. And that's why when we put these tariffs on, you know, steel that comes into the country from other countries, it incentivizes people to buy American steel rather than, uh, you know, stuff that we're importing. Um, just curious. Where does this start? Who it, it, does it matter? Who started it, or is it, is it more important? Who's going to be the first one to say, "Look, let's take these off and let's let's come back to the table and and stop punishing the little people," you know, out of a sense of we're just trying to protect your job, even if it's actually having some negative impacts in other ways. Yeah, that's what makes these issues so tricky. Is it's really hard to pin down where it started. So these steel and aluminium tariffs are obviously a big deal, but. A lot of this is also connected with airline subsidies and there's a row over digital taxation between France and the US. And it really takes some of the representatives or some of the countries to kind of be the bigger person and say, look, let's forget all about it and 
stop this tit for tat retaliatory trade war because as we've seen more and more things get brought into it uh you lose sight of what was the original cause and more consumers more producers end up getting hurt so even though um these this this trade war that we're talking of right now was a trump era trademark um is it surprising that it's still persisting even after trump is no longer in office I don't think it's surprising. I think there's a lot to unpick here. And particularly, um, Biden has emphasized that he wants to protect American jobs. So these steel and aluminium tariffs, which are heavily tied to this notion, as you said, of protecting American jobs, is something he wants to be careful over. However, he also needs to remember that a lot of people are employed in the American whiskey industry. And since these uh, tariffs were levied, Exports have gone down by 40% to the EU and by 53% to the UK. And that's going to have a big impact on the people who are producing these whiskies. And so if jobs are your concern, if livelihoods are your concern, that's also just as important. I'm curious what kind of impact it's had on those in the EU who uh, who li- would like to access these products, you know, at a at a fair price rather than, you know, with the additional cost of the tariffs. What do you hear from, from those quarters? Absolutely. It's it's been really difficult for people. You know, American whiskey is a unique product. It's not like the products you can get in the UK or in the EU. You know, scotch is completely different from American whiskies and bourbons. And so it's caused people to completely change their habits, which um, is difficult. Obviously, during the pandemic, this has obviously had an even bigger effect as people in the hospitality industry, who this is affecting the most, were already struggling, were already trying to come up with solutions. And so this is just one more burden to add on to the already sky-high pile. Do you have any sense, Alice, um, whether the Biden administration is going to be amenable to lifting these these tariffs, or is this likely just to continue to, to escalate in a trade war? I think it's likely to lift. There's been a big push from the American distilled spirits industry. And it's an easy step to make to show that uh, pandemic recovery is a priority and that rebuilding these relationships with the UK, the EU is a real priority for this administration. All right. We've been visiting with Alice Calder, a Young Voices contributor from the UK. Alice, great to visit with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.